Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Tezza Barton of Tezza, a photo and video editing app surpassing over 10 million downloads. An app by creators for creators. Listen as Tezza shares her inspiration and evolution through the digital and social landscape. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Tezza Barton of Tezza. Tessa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. Well, I'd like to start out with your upbringing. Uh, where did you grow up and what would you say your childhood was like? So I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I it was kind of a magical situation. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. But I lived um, by all of my cousins, my grandparents, and everyone in my family is extremely creative. So we have painters, designers, interior designers. Um, you name it, like that's what everyone is doing. So it was just a very, um, inviting space to create in and to figure out, you know, what my journey was as a creator. So I, I really, um, am grateful for it. Totally. Uh, during that time, uh, growing up, what was really your interest? Um, especially being surrounded by that. Totally. I mean, I kind of, you know, was trying to find my own path, right? Like, trying to do something that none of my other siblings or cousins were doing. But I really fell in love with fashion design at the start. That was kind of like what spoke to me. And my mom was really always, she just, anything we wanted to do, she was like, okay, well, let's figure out how you're going to do that. You know, what yeah. What are the steps to get there? So I, I found um, that Parsons in New York City had hmm. like a night program and a summer program. And I was like, I'm going to move to New York and do this program, mom, like in the summer. <laughs> and she's like, okay, like figure out how to pay for it and you can do it. So she wow. let me go and do that. And I got to, um, you know, live in New York. I lived in like the dorms and went to Parsons when I was 16. And it was so... Wow. Just, I think what it did, I mean, when you're young, you're naive. So there's something to that, but it really gave me so much confidence that, you know, I could do what I wanted to do and I could find my own path, you know? So from there, I, you know, the journey kind of changed and and went into different things, but I I actually picked up a camera to photograph the things that I was making. And Mm -hmm. that's when a light bulb went off for me. I was like, whoa, it's more about the storytelling and like how I can, you know, capture the clothes and and make people want to wear them that's what excites me and so that's mm. kind of you know how i think my whole journey really began wow uh, that's very bold it's like especially for that age that's uh impressive i'm curious what was going through like your thoughts how long did you stay there especially at 16 years old did you go back home uh what did that look yeah like? so i was there for you know i first moved to connecticut and went to a different high school for a little bit with my cousins mm-hmm. and so then in the weekends i would go into the city and i would go to parsons and um then during the summer i moved into the city so it was like in total probably eight months yeah um and then i moved back to utah and that's where i was like starting to you know i kind of wanted to do my senior year in utah um with my friends, with my, you know, siblings, my, my sister and I had kind of started playing music at the same time mm-hmm. and writing songs and playing shows. And I was like, I don't know, there's something here. So I kind of wanted to explore that as well. So it was kind of, you know, a lot of trying of a lot of different things, but I, sure. I definitely, you know, knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I think my mom's an interior designer. I, she's like the most amazing woman on the planet. I'm like, I wanted to be like her. She was just traveling the world, meeting cool people, like changing people's lives through, you know, giving them a space that made them feel just like amazing. And I was like, I want to be like her making my own money, 
doing everything. So everything I was doing was kind of leading up to that. And I, I started to do photography to like, you know, pay bills and things like that as wow. well. But that was really kind of also learning, you know, my skills at the same time. So totally. Uh, I'm curious, uh, kind of what avenue did you go through with the photography range? What, what kind of stuff were you shooting, um, paying the bills, especially was this like portrait photography? Was what was that like? Yeah, I mean, Utah, you know, you you could be a wedding photographer and have an amazing career because there are a lot of people getting married young. For sure. Um, so I definitely did a lot of that um, and really kind of tried to push, you know, the envelope on just how people thought about wedding photography. So that was really fun. I started to do, you know, elopements and things like that, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. But um, really at this time, so I went to school, I ended up studying um, like fine art and photography. That was my major in college. Um, and I was obsessed with like Annie Leibovitz. I was like, she's the most iconic fashion photographer of all time. Like that's who I want to be. Yeah. Um, but you know, in art school, people were kind of snobby. People didn't like, you know, that you wanted to make money off of photography. That wasn't like, cool. Like, mm. it was, you know, and I remember Instagram came out and everyone's like, this is so stupid. Everyone thinks they're an artist. Like, I hate this app. And I was like, wait, no, this is cool because now everyone cares. And especially if you were a photographer, people were like, all of a sudden everyone wanted to be a photographer. So it was kind of cool because they paid more attention to people that actually were or had skills. Yeah. So I kind of played into that and made that part of, you know, my online presence, if you will. I was posting, I had a blog that I was posting to for years and years, um, mm -hmm. Tumblr, MySpace. I did all the, all the platforms. Wow. Um, but Instagram was really where I was like, you know, known for my photography, my music, all of this, but also, you know, teaching people how to take better pictures and, and mm. things like that. So it's kind of marrying all the worlds together. For sure. Um, going through school, kind of what, what did that time period look like for you? Um, were you part of any athletics or clubs, say photography clubs? What, what did that time period look like? Okay, clubs? No. I think that's why I fell in love with Instagram, because I felt like I was in a club. Um, yeah. It was so new. People... Like, I mean, my friends all made fun of me for posting, you know, it was like, mm. who do you think you are? Why do you think people care? But I was connecting with people all over the world yeah. and finding like-minded people. So I felt like I was in a club, you know, Yeah. which I thought was really, really special. And I, I also was like, you know, really trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to make money doing this? Yeah. And I was playing in a band. It was, I didn't have any free time, zero free time, but I was doing all the things that I, that I loved. Yeah. Um, but I started, you know, working with basically like, and this is something I tell people still to this day. Like if you're a photographer and you're like, how do I start? How do I get brands to notice me? How am I going to do this? Um, you know, create a portfolio of the brand, like as if the brand hired you that mm. you want to work for. So at the time I was obsessed with like Urban Outfitters, free people. I was like, I'm going to be their photographer. Like that was my goal. And so I would create these campaigns and then I would send them to the brand and I would be like, look at what I can do for you. And then slowly, but they did start to hire me and I would like rearrange my entire house and shoot like Urban Outfitters home stuff for them. Wow. And, it, you know, so that was kind of my way in of, you know, working with brands. Also, brands were trying to figure out social media. So I kind of just tried to like be that person that someone could go to to help create content for their own brand. Yeah. Know? Wow. Uh, that's that's impressive, especially. um was that cold outreach? Like where you just like would pitch this package to like the press? How did you do that? Just literal DMs. And I would email as well. I would just like go and find like the person's email that was like doing social. I would email them and I'd be like, look at this. Or I would just DM. I think that's one thing like 
that's so cool about, you know, these social media apps, you're, you're pretty much immediately connected to someone, yeah. <laughs> especially with a DM, you can see if they've seen it. So, yeah. you know, shoot your shot. Like you never know where it could go. That's amazing. Um, I want to get into kind of like also your music career at this time. That's like taking some of your bandwidth. What did that look like? Genre? Um, and I know I understand you went by the name Joe. Can you explain that? Sure. Yeah, I had so two different um, bands, actually. So the first one was called Luna Loon. And okay. um, that band I played in for probably six years. Um, wow. And that was like rock and roll, just straight up like, you know, I love like Joan Jett. I love Janis Joplin. It was very like, I, w <laughs> I would say I was all about like the performing. It was really fun. And, and also just like fashion, everything about it was that's kind of where I fell in love with, you mm. know, fashion in general is just you would see these amazing rock stars, these women just, I don't know, the way they would express themselves through their clothes. It was kind of getting to kind of be this character that I, I felt like I was, but you know, I was also just in Utah. No one really cared at the time about fashion. It was kind of like, and so this was my outlet, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, we did that for a long time. And then I started a side project called Doe with a friend. And, and then I did that for a couple of years as well. And that was um, kind of more, you know, I worked with a hip hop producer of a, a group that I used to write for. And we kind of tried to combine this kind of moody rock and roll vibe with some of these kind of more hip hop beats. So it was kind of mm. bringing these two worlds together. Um, and that was a lot of fun. You know, we, we started to get like placements on um, some like Marvel stuff and wow. some TV. So that was really fun. And also just another outlet. But I, um, my sister and I played music for years together. Um, mm -hmm. And she actually passed away uh, 11 years ago. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. And it was like, you know, that was really a shifting just moment for me in my career because, I mean, I was 19, she was 17 mm. and we were like best friends. And, you know, at the time you, when you're that age, you feel like, you know what you're doing or you have all these ideas of who you want to be. Yeah. And it was like, someone pulled the rug out from under me. I'm like, wait, like everything I wanted, everything I thought I was going to be just, it was gone. It felt mm. like. And I decided to keep playing music. And so music became really just, you know, such an outlet for me to kind of still hold on and connect with her through that. But also, you know, I remember just feeling like, wow, life is so short and yeah. I have to, you know, she didn't get the chance to like live out all these things that we wanted to do. And so I really like still to this day, I, I feel like it makes me chase after my dreams and do what I want to do because I really realize how precious life is. And for sure, you know, just trying to hold on to like that, it really kind of just shaped my whole entire family. Like, you know, we all do music now and wow. because of her. So music really is like so much even deeper than um, just, you know, the playing or the, you know, the for writing, sure. but it's just like connecting back to like where it came from for me. So for sure. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, before we lead into Teza, I want to kind of talk about the state of social media at that time from your POV. Um, as we know, like the algorithms change all the time. What was like the state of Instagram, especially uploading like your high quality photography at that time um, from your POV? Yes. Okay. So when it, when I started, you know, it was either like you had these amazing travel um, content creators, which were insane. And then mm -hmm. you had like street style people just standing on a corner. And so where, when I came into the space, I was like, we're going to change it up. We're going to kind of marry these two things. Like mm. you, my outfit is going to tell like the exact story of where I am and why I'm there and really like 
try and bring this kind of high level, you know, thought to photography, to fashion, to kind of the street style game. So I really tried to lean into that. Um, I remember like you couldn't even airdrop yourself a photo back then. I had to email myself like the high res image to the phone. Like I'm just remembering this right now. That's so crazy. And like brands, it was the wild west, you know, brands didn't know how to like even really pay for content. Like I was charging hundred dollars for something that it's kind of insane to think about, but kind of amazing. Like I, I think it was just so cool to see where we are now. Yeah. Everything has changed, but, um, we're still kind of doing the same thing over and over, right? Like TikTok launches and now we have a new platform and it kind of started the same way where people didn't know how to, you know, monetize or work with these creators through this. So I think it's, you know, always kind of the same as we continue, but just like being able to adapt and and see the difference of like how content's changing or being a leader and changing the, the way people see content. Like, you know, we have the ability to do all those things. So yeah. you don't have to follow what someone else is doing. For, for sure. sure, for sure. Um, I feel like that's a good way to lead into Teza, especially for uh, content photography editing. Um, can you kind of explain what was the inspiration behind launching the app and how can uh, users and listeners really benefit from that who are on socials? Totally. So when, um, you know, we really were cultivating a this community of people that just wanted to create and create better. And so... Mm-hmm. Everything I did was really about like giving back to the people that were following me. I was trying to help them figure out, you know, what kind of camera do you want to shoot on? Is it an iPhone? Is it a camera? Let me help you. Let me show you exactly how you can edit. Let me, let's think about like posing. Let's think about lighting. So everything I was doing was really just in that realm. And um, we, I was one of the first people to launch Lightroom presets. Um, people, mm. you know, and I saw just this massive success there because I think there were so many people hungry and wanting to, you know, edit and take better pictures. But yeah, there, I was really only serving a super small group of people. Um, and, you know, of course, I would have loved to be able to have an app. And I was like, there's got to be a way. And I was, was super fortunate that my husband was a developer. So it was just the two of us. We lived in New York City, tiny, tiny apartment. And um we were like, let's try and do this. So for about a year and a half, we were building the app, um, really almost just like, it was out of passion. We were like, we wanna do this. We wanna be able to like give these people this app, but it was almost impossible. We didn't like have any outside help or funding or anything. It was just the two of us. Oh wow. And I remember the day we like got it to actually work. We were like, this is insane, this is so cool. <laughs> and so we, we launched and it was just like, we had such immediate success, but I think that was because, you know, we had already been kind of cultivating this insane, amazing community of people that just wanted to create in a different mm. way. Um, and yeah, the app now, I mean, we, that was in 2018 when we actually launched. So yep. how, what year is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so really up until 2020, it was just me, my husband, um, our assistant, and then we had two, um, contractor, uh, contract developers. So super small wow. team, uh, even still to this day, we're super small, yeah. but you know, now competing with these massive, massive apps that have raised hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think, you know, I really pride myself on being, you know, a female founded app. All these other apps are definitely coming from this male perspective and kind of scale and kind of just like a tool. And we're more than just a tool. We are a brand. We're coming from that female perspective. We love to have, you know, personality through our Mm. app and everything's very easy. Like it's from, it's by a creator for creators. Mm. That's what I like to like, 
say, because, you know, I, this is what I do for a job too. So I want the app to be making your life so much easier. It's a creative suite. We have everything you could need to create for all these platforms. Um, And, you know, it just, I think the number one people said the number one piece of feedback that we get is that our app and, you know, Tezza as a brand makes me feel like I'm creative. Mm. And that goes back to my roots of, you know, where I came from. I was in this super inviting creative space. I thought everyone grew up like that until I realized that they didn't. And I really do believe everyone is creative. And so, you know, my goal is to help everyone find their inner artist and, Mm. and make it easier for them, you know? So that's, that's what Tesla is all about. Yeah. It's amazing. I want to talk about like launch and kind of your, your marketing strategy. I, I know you have a personal brand and an audience by then. How do you really like build that community to like join the app? Is it really your, your, your fan base at the start? What does that look like? Definitely at the start, it was, yeah, it was, I was, I was serving, you know, a group of people that already was like hungry for something. I I definitely wasn't like even thinking I wanted to be this household name or this company. You know, I think, yeah, deep down, probably I I did want that, (laughs) but I was so focused on this small group of people. And I think that goes for any, any company you're starting or, you know, even just if you want to build a following, whatever you're doing. I think, you know, focusing on that, those small group of people and the more you're giving, they're going to give back because they're going to talk about you to their friends and their friends are going to talk about you to their friends. So the more you can just focus and like really think about, you know, that customer, that small group of people, they'll kind of do the work for you. And Mm. I think that's kind of always been, you know, literally up until 2020, we never ran an ad. We didn't do any like actual marketing. Everything was purely organic. And that just, I, you know, we're so lucky and grateful for that because I think yeah. we just focus on our community more than we even do trying to find new people. It's like, who are we serving? How do they, how do we make their lives easier? Mm. You know, it's amazing. Uh, to the listeners who maybe haven't used the app before, can you kind of explain what that POV of like onboarding, what what's offered on the app, especially innovations that uh, from launch to now, uh, what does that look like? Yeah, um, from launch to now, we're pretty like, similar but i mean we've evolved so in tools we've evolved so much and we're always going to evolve um you know we really try and make timeless um edits so you know something that you're going to love for the test of time you could print it and put it in a book and look at it 20 years later and it's still going to be good yeah um that's something you know we're not chasing these like crazy weird trends that you see on the internet we're really about you know sticking to our fine art photography Mm. roots so um, we have tons of different presets. We also have something called the film shop, which is emulating like all my favorite types of film cameras. Um, so there's like that section. And then we also have templates so you can not just use them for, you know, your stories and things like that to make them look more professional, but also, you know, different ways to create or crop or edit things for your actual feed. Yep. We have tons of different video effects now. Obviously, video is primary. So that's something that you know, we really focus on and we're launching tons and tons of stuff next year awesome. um, in that realm. And then, you know, we are, when we first launched the app, we, you know, we had guides in there. We had, you know, tool, like so many different things that we were trying to build more like a, a world and we're like mm. this you know brand. And yeah. I think at the beginning it was just like so much because people, some people were like, considering us just an app some people you know people don't like to pay for apps that's a funny thing um (laughs) i don't know how apple like why they started this situation where they're like apps are free because people i'm like well then i guess i would have to run ads but 
when people have to pay like a dollar 99 they're like why and i'm like <laughs> well because there's somebody working and somebody trying to make this better and you know yeah. it's kind of a funny concept so i think like you know there was kind of these worlds we were trying to just make sure like are we trying to be a tech brand or are we you know something else so I think we've evolved and changed from the beginning. Definitely, like we are now, you know, in the tech world, and that is part of our business. But we also have an online brand. We sell art prints, mm. we sell merch, we sell, you know, all these things, and we do in-person events and things like that. So we're really trying to create this more like home base for creators, a place yeah. where you can come, like, get inspired, um, you know, buy works of art that actually change, you know, your home and the way you think about things. And then also a tool that helps you create better in your day to day. So, wow, that's very cool. Um, I'd like to get into some of that artwork. Um, are, are these pieces, how are these curated? Um, and how are our pieces, maybe merch also selected and created uh, for the community? Yeah. So actually our first product we ever launched before the app was the collage kit. Mm. And it was a kit of 150 images that you could, you know, take and create your own collage in your room and turn your space into a work of art. Wow. And um, at the time we launched this and like you couldn't even type it. Now that so many people have created a collage kit, like even Amazon has their own collage kit, but they... Yeah. This was because of us, which I'm like, it's pretty cool to look at That's because crazy. at the time you couldn't even type in the word collage kit, nothing came up. So <laughs> it's pretty crazy to see, you know, just like almost the product we created that then other people went out and created. But wow. we really wanted to just create these, you know, curated kits that, you know, you could buy for an affordable price to, mm -hmm. you know, change your space because we lived in a, I think it was 250 square foot apartment in New York. Wow. We didn't have like a lot of money and we were like, how can we change this up? How can we make this fun? So that was our first product and still one of our um, biggest products today. So we have probably eight different kits and we've also collaborated with, you know, different artists or different brands to create kits around, you know, their aesthetic. Um, up until this point, uh, my husband and I create and take every image or piece of art in every kit. It's very cool. Besides like one of our collaborations that we did with an actual artist. Um, but next year we're launching, you know, single prints and, and things like that, where we're actually, um, licensing artists. So if you're an artist that is looking to, you know, get your artwork out there, please reach out to us. We're really excited about, you know, where we're headed with that. Wow. That's super exciting. I, I like to wrap up each episode with this. Uh, if you could share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, maybe something you've learned or regret along the way, uh, what would that be? Yeah. Um, my favorite motto is done is better than perfect. Mm. And this is because I think, you know, in a lot of, well, for a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, I think a lot of people are, you know, they can maybe get something started. It's really hard to get to the finish line. Yeah. And there's so, you know, you can always make something better. You could work on it till the end of time and it's still not going to be good enough, especially for somebody like me. Um, but my husband was always like, nope, it's done. We're putting it out. And if we never would have put it out, then we would have never, you know, learned all the mistakes and then gotten it and made it better down the road. So I yeah. think like, you know, you're you're steps ahead of everybody else if you can just get something out yeah. um, and you'll learn the rest. Like, you know, trust me, when we launched the app, I literally cried because people were getting mad. There were things that were wrong. And I, <laughs> it was just like, I'm like, should we delete the app? Like, it's not always perfect. And it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. It's just like it will everyone will tell you what you need to do to make it better. So just get it out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, Tessa, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out the Tessa app 
and Shoptezza in the link in this description. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.